is good! Ferris State wins the basketball game! You got it! Game winner! Rip the shot and it's a score for Ferris State! What a play right there by the Bulldogs! And so those are the kind of the guys I really wanted to model my mentality after. When it's bad weather, it kind of comes down to grit. I think our team has a lot of that. It's like you lose a game, like it hurts so much. Like we're very culture-based, and so that's what initially got me here. You're listening to Behind the Bulldogs on News Radio WBRN. It's Behind the Bulldogs, Season 4, Episode 22, formerly known as the MVSP. It's your one-stop shop for everything Fair State Bulldogs. Myself, Joe Nagy, Brandon Worth sitting across from me. It's going to be a big time day, Brandon. It's going to be a good one. We got a lot to cover and not a lot of time to cover all of it. Uh, but thankfully, it's a little bit of a lighter week on the schedule here for that's all of our Fair State sports. So that's a plus uh, and a little bit more time to review all of the weekend competitions as well as from last week. But we do have a great interview for you here today as well. We got to chat. You know, it's snowing outside. We are very much aware as it, we almost got snowed in getting in here to the studio yeah, to record the, this. The day we're recording this is Thursday. So it's rough. Yeah, it is a little bit of a, what would you call it? An obstacle to get on the roads yeah, uh, my, right now. My normal commute took uh, from 25 minutes to like 45. So that was great. Yeah, <laughs> it certainly takes a while. Uh, but we do have a great interview uh, with Jake Schumann, head coach of Fair State Softball. As much as it's funny that we're recording with him now, there's snow on the ground. They're in competition and they're out and playing in Tennessee this weekend. So we got to chat with him about his philosophy, taking over the program and as well uh, playing some of these top teams and what that brings uh, to that team uh, here for the opening parts of the season. So really good conversation we have with him. But first, Joe, we got to pay our bills and thank our great sponsor for this podcast, that being the Car Center of yeah. Big Rapids. Big thanks to them as the primary sponsor of this podcast. They came to us uh, just a little while ago and they wanted to be a part of it. And we're glad to have them uh, with us and certainly just a very good, great, really good group. Uh, they get your car done right. Uh, they get it done fast and they certainly are reliable. Your one-stop shop for all things body work down there in Rogers Heights on Northland Drive. You can find out more at carcentermi.com. But without further ado, Joe, let's get into a Ferris State Sports Review. Yeah, let's do that right now. What should we start with, Brandon? I mean, we got a lot to talk about. I think basketball, you think? I think we can start with basketball, yeah. Yeah, let's do that right now. So men's basketball, uh, solid week as my computer fails to load. And this makes <laughs> it a little bit longer, so I'm trying to stall here. But a solid week. I mean, one and one um, so far. I mean, Michigan Tech uh, playing, and then obviously with Lake Superior State. They lose that one, 87-74, but they play today, later on tonight. So we'll see how that one plays out. But, I mean, this team has been playing pretty solid so far this part of the season. I uh, wish they could get just kind of more on a little bit of a roll. There's, what, five games left, six games left in the season so they got some time to give it a little bit of a turnaround and get ready uh for the the postseason tournament with the gleax and stuff like that but time to turn it on because right now uh, they don't have a lock spot in march madness yet so they definitely want to try to get that going yeah right now coming in i believe at number four in the region northern michigan has really flipped themselves up into that number one spot now nationally ranked uh rightfully so that team is a very good basketball team but uh, i think especially when you look at the lake state game uh they were just a little bit behind at the beginning of the game and, and they just really could not 
come back and get to it. I mean, talk about Lake State's offense. I mean, they played some of their best offensive basketball they've had all year. I mean, 52 points and a half, one of the highest marks for them all season. Uh, And we scored 39, which is not too shabby when all things are considered. Defensively, we clamped down very well in the second half, uh, but it was just a little bit too much, a little bit too late. So I think when it comes down to it, uh, this is going to be a tough one to go uh, for this team. Obviously, Coach Bronkema and those guys. I mean, we talked to Jack Ammerman last week, uh, checking in with some of those guys. And this is a tough one. I mean, because they were right in it. I mean, it was a two-point game for a while uh, for really the the first half of the first half, first 10 minutes of the game. Uh, and then Lake State just started to kind of get that run one point, kind of stretch it out. So at one point it was two, then it became four, then it became six. And then a blink of an eye and it was it was nine with five minutes to go in the half. And they just continued that on through halftime. They were able to keep going uh, and stretch that lead and ultimately win this basketball game. But uh, I mean, especially when you look at this team, they're, they're, still, they're still trying to get back to where they were before. They were playing such good basketball and that's a hard thing to hold. And right now they're just trying to get back to what that spark was early on in the season. And just unfortunately, uh, taking a little bit more time uh, uh, then I'm sure they would like to. Yeah, right now we sit third in the Gleaks, right behind Lake Superior State and Northern Michigan. Not a solid or not a bad spot to be in, pretty solid, uh, but definitely just trying to find that spark to kind of push us over the horizon and just get on a nice little heater before tournament season starts up, but not half bad. Let's also go to the other team that's on the hardwood that has just been lighting it up. Were they not four in the country? Ooh, yeah. Big time. Women's basketball is just killing it, and they are firing on all cylinders, playing real, real solid basketball. Coach Westendorp has just been getting his squad real ready. I mean, where are they on right now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten game, ten game streak. Ten game so, heater. Yeah, that's pretty solid. That is pretty good. Yeah, I think I like that. (laughs) You like that? Yeah. You like that? You like that? (laughs) I like that. As a Bulldog, I like that. But I think this offense has been fantastic. And defensively, they've been very good. I mean, the first half of this game, obviously, you look at the final score and you're like, man, this wasn't a game. At half, this was a game. Like this was, I believe the the score was 35-31. I'm counting it in my head as I go through the box score. Yeah, so it was 35-31 at halftime. Lake State is at the bottom of the conference. We're near the top, obviously. So you're like, whoa, Lake State was playing well. We come out in the third quarter. 31 points in the third quarter. Now, those math majors out there, that would add up to 124 points on a game, a full game if they kept that stretch. And only gave up 12. And then they finished 28 to Lake State's 12 in the fourth quarter. They absolutely turned it on in that second half, and that was huge. Uh, had a couple of players get banged up in the game. Mallory McCartney was down for a little bit. Hopefully, she's all right for this week. Uh, haven't heard too much on her status, but I mean, they absolutely dominated in the paint. No no question about it. 50 points for the dogs uh, inside the paint. Uh, a lot of layups, a lot of contested post play. Uh, really nice job from Chloe, and very nice job from Maya, as well as Amaka uh, in that crew, uh, and gave up only 12 inside uh, near the basket. So they were taking care of business offensively defensively in the box and certainly that's something you were hoping to see uh, here this weekend against two teams that are a little bit vulnerable inside in Wayne State and Saginaw Valley. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really hoping that the team can just kind of keep this going. It's going to be, I mean, these two teams, especially if you look at the uh, at the standings, Wayne State is at four, so they're not a team that's uh, that's bad by any means. And Saginaw Valley too, although they're kind of been struggling in the conference a little bit, they've been kind of looking for a little bit of a spark. So a desperate team is some of the hardest teams to play against in these late part of the seasons because those are easy ones to look over. I don't think Coach Westendorp has these or is kind of focusing on the next game. It's always the game at hand. Uh, we've talked about that with Mallory and with Chloe and a lot of the t- uh, players that have been on the show. And so I'm really not worried about it, mainly because I know that Coach Westendorp is going to get these girls and this team in the right spot to win. So, and especially at home, it's a nice little return before they go to Grand Valley uh, for that kind of big time 
rivalry game, and I'm excited for it. Absolutely. As we move forward into the Ferris State Sports Review, we'll get to the preview and all the games you can be look out for here at the end of the show following the interview, which is coming up next. Uh, but especially at track and field, big meet. Big performances, especially um, from a lot of these guys. I mean, there were certainly um, some really, really cool uh, performances to highlight um, there over this uh, the overall meet. It was two days and is the title remains of this meet. I mean, it is absolutely one of the biggest in the country, uh, if not the biggest um, in Division two level as far as hosting. But there are D1 and D3 schools, NAIA schools. They're all top tier, um, and that's for sure. Cooper Sorensen uh, moving into the top 10 all time in the 5K as well as moving into the top five in the 3K. This is his first time running an indoor oval, and this Dang. is incredible to see. So big shout out to Cooper. He's been putting in the hard work. Uh, Abigail Winkle as well, sixth overall in the 400 meters, uh, and she's now in the top 10 list as well. So shout out to her uh, as well. Big performances as well in some of the invite field, throw and jump events as well. Claudia Wilkinson placed third in the invite field um, as well as we saw really good performances in the relays as well. Uh, really good performances all across the board at the Kelly Family Sports Center at Grand Valley, uh, and looking forward to continuing Continuing that into tune up this weekend um, so we can get some great performances going in uh, to Gleex over there at University Center. So it should be a fun time coming up. Yeah, I am excited for it. Hopefully everybody runs fast. Hopefully you do well as well. Ah, yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Hey, you're so, welcome. Yeah, we're on the up and up, especially for me, battling injury. But we're starting to get up there and it's going to be fun this weekend. Uh, maybe a triple decker on the docket upcoming. We'll have for to real, save that dude? for later. For you, have, you have to check the recap Shoot, afterwards dude. to see. But anyway, uh, also just to touch on it real quick, obviously very early in the season, tennis uh, falling to Indiana, Pennsylvania in a women's match. Obviously, they're still getting back into it. Uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania is a good team. Um, so still working out the kinks, working on assignments, working on a lot of that stuff in indoors. So uh, still a lot of time for Coach Doran's group, and uh, we're going to give them all the time uh, because we know what they can do. And especially with um, Anna Sophia hernandez Ferrer, Gleak Tennis Player of the Week, you know there's a lot of promise with this group upcoming. So we're going to let them, we're just going to let them go, and we're going to see them flourish later on in the season, and we can't wait and look forward to that. Yeah, it's almost automatic at this point. It's almost automatic. So every time. Uh, finishing out real quick before we get to the interview here. Uh, big shout out, especially to that football staff, Coach Tony Anise. 37 signees. Dang, yes. 37 signees. They know how to bring them to Big Rapids, and it certainly is exciting to see a lot of great prominent players uh, coming to the B-Rap here uh, next fall, and it's very exciting to see. And a really nice class here. And, and the biggest thing, it's not we're going for T2, guys. It's going for the D1 misses. And once again, TA did that. Yeah, for sure. This is one of the main reasons why this team is always so good. It's because they can get guys, honestly, from all around the country. If you can guys get, get guys from Florida that want to deal weather like this that we have Literally. right now as we're recording this Thursday, then you're pretty darn good at what you do. So I'm excited for it. This next year is going to be even better, especially, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, Fair State and Pitt State inked Ooh. a two-year deal, week zero, Two nations powerhouse are going to go at it, and it's going to be pretty darn cool. You're telling me two top five teams are going to be playing the next two years. I mean, this is based off historical data. In yeah. the next two years of week zero? Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, man. Pretty big exciting. Time. A, lot of, a lot of big things on deck upcoming for this football team in the next fall, but we still got a lot of fun stuff in the winter and the so spring while, as well. Speaking of spring, softball is coming up, and we got a great interview with Coach Schumann. So without further ado, let's swing it to the interview. Now joining us here in studio, the head coach of Ferris State Softball, Jake Schumann, stopping by before a big trip upcoming. Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate it. Coach, thanks so much for coming on the show. First question for you. You just passed the one-year mark, the anniversary of being here at Ferris State, and also got some games under your belt. Just talk to us about what life has like been lately for you. 
Well, life uh, lately has been hectic, just trying to get scouting reports and figure out who we're playing. And um, you know, I got hired, what, three weeks before our first game last year, and it was more about learning our players and their names than who we were playing. So uh, kind of a shift of gears now that um, been a year under our belt, and we're just trying to prepare better for the teams we're playing. Absolutely. And you just mentioned to us here off air, just past the one year anniversary, you've been here at Ferris State. Just talk about especially going back um, earlier, uh, even a couple even months before then, when you obviously found out about the job and applied and got hired. Uh, what was really the thing that drew you to Ferris State and really become the head coach of this program? Yeah, honestly, uh, school leadership. Uh, I was the assistant principal at Big Rapids High School for a year and a half and was at uh, Dr. Pink's meet and greet and heard him speak. And I was like, I'm gonna work for that man someday. Uh, motivated me to get back into coaching after a five year hiatus. And then I uh, got to meet Steve uh, a couple times over at the high school. And then Sarah Higley gave me a call and just to pick my brain about this job. And uh, I told her I'd be interested in applying for it. And here I am. So uh, just this, the leadership of this athletic department and the university really drew me back into coaching. How has that been too? kind of switching now to, you know, being the coach, but also still teaching and stuff? How has that kind of been able to balance, you know, now having to go on a big road trip? What's that like with uh, work balances of two different things? Yeah, well, uh, I like I like teaching. So I teach in the education department as well. I teach two classes in the spring, one in the fall. I wish they'd flip that for me and make it a little easier. But uh, it is what it is. I like being in the classroom uh, and it's two classes that I'm getting to teach teachers how to teach. So I get to make an imprint and um put my kind of stamp on making sure that we're, we're putting out a product that, you know, school districts are going to be proud of and the teachers they hire. So that's the great part. The, the, the work balance, um, being a lifelong college coach, it's more than just X's and O's. It's, it's everything. It's budgeting, it's recruiting, it's, uh, uh fundraising. So it's a 24 seven job and, uh, just adding the teaching aspect of it. It really takes 50 minutes out of an hour twice a couple times a week so uh it's pretty easy balance absolutely and uh you've had a certainly a, a wild track of going all these different places coaching i read up that you went to iowa to old miss texas a&m corpus christi florida international a lot of d1 programs and been part of various positions just talk about those experiences and what those are like especially in comparison to being a d2 head well, coach well you mentioned a lot of warm places too so that brings me <laughs> back but uh how does it compare? Well, I, I started my first NCAA job was at Texas A&M Kingsville, uh, down in down about 100 miles from the Mexican border, 40 miles from Corpus Christi. But um, really, there's no difference. Um, our athletes, I feel like we recruit Division One athletes, and I tell our kids the only difference between you and a Division One when we went and played Michigan State and Central Michigan, I said, is consistency. That's really it. Is you have the talent level, uh, but can you do it every day? And that's that's the thing that we try to focus on being consistent. Um, and once we do that and we're acting like Division One players, I think we're going to run the roost. So that's that's the difference, really. And you're talking about how before we were kind of getting this recording on and stuff like that. You have to drive yourself down uh, for at least you won't be able to join the team on the plane for this big trip. Kind of preparing yourself for that type of thing. You have to go coach, but also now you have to drive down there. Is there kind of a big kind of difference of how you approach that type of weekend when you got to drive yourself down? No, not really. Um, I drive every month. I have a daughter that lives in Tennessee, or sorry, in Indiana, southern Indiana. So, uh, and then my sister lives actually outside of Nashville. So we go down there quite a bit. So I make that drive quite a bit. Uh, my family's going on this trip, and so it just works out that we're going to save a lot of money, you know, 
me being the van driver, bringing our bags and saving us, you know, $4,000 in bag fees while, while the team gets to live it up in luxury and fly for an hour and a half. And so, well, I take that nine and a half hour drive, but uh, no, um, that gives me time to think and reflect. And my wife will be in the car and she's our, our pitching coach. So we we're able to break down what we want to do for the weekend. And it's, um, it's actually, uh, I prefer it. I prefer the time where I can just kind of focus on what we're going to do on the weekend. I don't have to think about teaching. I don't have to think about, you know, where do I have to be in an hour and in those things. I know I'm driving and I know I'm talking and then I just can put our, our game plan together for the weekend. Yeah. And as Joe mentioned, you guys are obviously in action this weekend, not the first games as you played last week. And just talk about the opening tournament for you guys, obviously picking up a lot of quality teams and competition, picking up a couple wins as well. Uh, just talk about where you guys were at after this tournament, and what you're looking forward to in this tournament. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to the guy who makes the schedule. But uh, that first weekend, we had two defending conference champions. Um, this weekend, we have, uh, I think, three out of the five teams we're playing are regional teams. And then next next week, we're playing the number one team in our region in UIndy mm -hmm. and, um, and two more regional teams. And then we go down to Florida and we're open up with the number nine preseason team in the country who played wow. in the World Series last year. So, yeah, big test right out the gate. Uh, the first weekend, however, we pitched and hit well enough to be 4-0 on the weekend against those quality teams. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't play defense, and which is really hard with our indoor facility, which is a shameless plug for us to get something <laughs> new. But um, we're going to continue to struggle the first couple weekends out defensively uh, until we have that opportunity to prepare fully for, for our games. And, and that's, you know, my competitive nature. I don't put that, you know, I don't make excuses. I'm just like, all right, we got to go to work, got to do this, got to do that. But the reality is if I look back, I'm like, we're, we're really not prepared for that. And we made, I don't know, I, I don't quote me on the number. I, I didn't even look it up, but it felt like 16 airs in four games. Um, and offensively, we scored 20 runs, had 10 doubles and three home runs, which was pretty amazing. Um, and then pitching-wise, we pitched six of our seven pitchers, and five of them did really well, well enough to win. Uh, we had one bad inning by one of our players in the first game, and or the first inning. Uh, gave up five runs without getting an out, and that kind of that was the deficit of the game. We lost nine to four, but um, played really well. Was really happy with the girls, and uh, they've worked really hard. We were able to get outside this last week, so uh, defense shouldn't be an issue uh, this weekend, and then we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, especially, too, you already mentioned it earlier in this interview how Michigan is not the, the warmest place to play or anything like that, especially Michigan Spring is one of the most unpredictable weathers you can have. What is that like kind of going from not only playing in the kind of down south to now the next few weeks when you have some home games and stuff like that, the unpredictability of that weather is going to throw some wrenches. We saw that last year, too, with a lot of games getting rescheduled. Yeah. What is that like as a coach kind of making sure that the team can stay locked in and maybe switching from, you know, have to play or practice inside then practicing outside and just kind of switching up a lot of the schedule well, lines. it's a mindset mm -hmm. so i mean everybody here knows they're all from the midwest and so they know the weather is going to be be an issue uh, i grew up in minnesota so i know the weather is going to be an issue but um you know we try to yes have a routine but at the same time, we try to break up that routine every once in a while just to throw a wrench in there so that we can adapt and and uh, work on the fly because uh, the season's not going to be perfect as we go through. So we try to mix up. The other day, we went outside for defense and we came back in and hit. And uh, yesterday, we're inside. Today, we're inside. And then tomorrow, we're going to travel. So we mix it up. And our girls, I think they are so chill and ro roll with it that 
oh, coach, just tell me what we're doing. We communicate very well back and forth with each other, and um, we just let them know what we're doing ahead of time. And it's not usually at the drop of a hat, but um, that's how we roll with it. That's how we deal with it. For sure. And obviously we got to see uh, your first season last year. And I think a lot of us that have been covering me and Joe, especially the team over the last couple of years, you like to play aggressive. And that's certainly your coaching style. When it comes to that philosophical foundation that you really want to put with this team, what are some of those key elements that you implement within it? Yeah. So usually a coach will, will play the way they played. And uh, I wasn't a home run hitter. <laughs> Shocking, right? Uh, Lead off guy, speed guy. You know, my doubles were little bloopers over first base, right? Uh, steal some bases, get the defense going. So my my philosophy offensively is always to put the most pressure on the defenses that we possibly can. And if we can do it every inning and score one run and we can come away with seven runs in a game, we're going to win a lot of ball games. Uh, last year, I think we had 120 stolen bases. Uh, and then we had, I think we had eight or nine already in the first weekend. So it's something that we do. Um I'm not really big on money ball. We're, we're going to bunt. We're going to hit and run. We're going to steal. Uh, but I also think that, you know, playing smart and knowing when you can do it, we pick our pitches. We pick, um, we time the catchers. We, we're looking at the middle infielders and their footwork and if they're doing things the right way. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but we practice those things. Um, every ball in the dirt at practice, our girls are gone. They're going to the next base and, and they know that they have free reign to go when they need to go and they feel like it. So, um, you know, we're always looking for two bases and score as many runs as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned too, how your wife is the assistant coach. I mean, now, obviously, with the season kind of ramping up, but before that, when you have some breaks and stuff like that, is it tough for you guys to kind of shut off that softball mind a little bit and just enjoy the free time, or is it just softball all the time? Uh, well, it's our life. Yeah. <laughs> um, my wife played professionally, um, played Division One, and, um, you know, I coached professionally and played Division One, and so sports is our life. That's just who we are and what we do, and it's everything our family revolves around uh, recreationally and 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 everything else. But um, no, we we have some good talks. I'll, I'll be honest with you; it's, it's it gets deeper um, philosophically, uh, and she's you know she learns from me, and I learn from her, and uh, it's just kind of a good fit for us. But our vacations are. They're sports related. They're camping. They're, you know, we're going kayaking. We're going swimming. We're going on the boat. It's, it's, it's active all the time in our family. So it's not an issue. Her and I um, met in the pro league. Um, she coached for me at FIU. We coached together at Ole Miss. We went to Iowa together. Um, we coached high school together at Oak Ridge. And, and uh, when we're here, we moved to Big Rapids together. And, and now we're here at Ferris. So it's not, I think we've only not worked together one year. Um, out of the 10 years we've been together. Oh, wow, that's yeah. super cool. And especially for uh, a lot of the things you guys get to do, obviously on the softball diamond, but when there is that off time, as Joe mentioned, what are some of the other things you guys like to do? Obviously it might be competitive still, but what are some of those other things you like to do? <laughs> well, we, we do the couples golf on Friday nights in the summer at Khaki. Um, yeah, lake time. My in-laws live here in Big Rapids, which is what's the main reason we, we moved here. Um, all the way from Miami and Ole Miss and Iowa, we just kind of gradually kept going north. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's athletics, it's it's golf, it's whatever it is, you name it. Shuffleboard in the basement, um, you know, setting up a bounce house for the kids. It's you know, active, whatever it is. We don't we don't lay around much at our, in our house. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And coach, we want to thank you so much for coming on. The last question that we always ask everybody is, what has been your favorite thing about being a Fair State Bulldog? Well, and and I listen to your podcast and everyone says the people and I kind of alluded. That's why I wanted the job. You know, Dr. Pink, Steve Brocklebank, Sarah Higley. Um, 
our, our team um, is, is renewed a love for coaching for me and a, a new drive, a new fire, uh, just great kids, great student athletes. Uh, and that's, that's really why we do it, right? We, we do it for you guys like you that want to get an education and work on uh, being better people and being better husbands and better uh, fathers later down. And in my case, it's going to be moms and wives. And um, it's, it's our kids. That's, that's, that's my, my favorite part of being Ferris Bay State Bulldog. Absolutely. Well, Coach Newman, thank you so much for joining us, and we wish you the best of luck in Tennessee this weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. Big thanks to Coach Schumann for joining us here on the program. Real quick, before we go here on the radio side, we'll head it over to Joe with our Fair State Sports Slate. Hey, we don't have a lot of time, so go on over to the composite schedule on fairstatebulldogs.com. It'll give you times, dates, everything that you need to know, ticket information as well. Go check it out. Yeah. There you go. A lot of fun stuff coming this weekend. But until next time here on Behind the Bulldogs, take care, everybody.